So I'm going to start first with what is the saddest experience you had? Oh, geez. I was going to say that too. I was like, <laughs> what's the case that keeps you up at night still? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that it would be the foster when I was doing fostering it'd be more the group home girls. Those are the mm. ones that keep me awake. Um, because they were older and, um, I had, so there were two girls in that home, um, that ran away for a week. They were missing, missing quote unquote. And I knew that they were in like this terrible part of Pasadena. And I knew because the girls, the other girls that would like see people at school that saw them, it was like, they were just being sold so that they could make money. Yeah. They were 12. And what I would drive around that neighborhood, like the block that it was to see if I could see them, which I knew I wasn't supposed to, and I knew I, you know, yeah. I don't even know if I would have seen them if I would have got out of my car because yeah. it would have been terrible. But I just remember trying to like get a glimpse of them and tell them like it's not worth it. Like please come back. Yeah. Um, and was that while you were there? They ran, or what? this was years later? No, that was well. The, so they were gone for a week during while my were, like yeah. during your stint. Okay. Yes. Um, and so eventually they like. One day I just like knocked on the door and we're home. Oh my gosh. And anytime they like have gone missing or if something's gone on, we have to take them to the hospital because they have to get like fully checked out. Yeah. So took the girls to the hospital and they were like in the hospital room, like just like chatty Cathy's, like nothing oh my God. had happened at all. Like 12 year olds, oh, like no. typical 12 year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was fuming and sad oh. and like heartbroken Cause I'm like, they don't even understand the extent of what they just did to themselves. Yeah. And I don't even want to know what happened. I feel like I already know. And you know, that here they are like blowing up the gloves and like running around the room. And I'm like, cause they're also oh. still 12. I know. You know? And, and we get, eesh. we, so we get them all checked out. They were fine. Well, actually one ended up being pregnant later. Um, and Oof. I know. So they were in their rooms. And they shared a room together. So they're in there. They're laughing. The door's closed. And I went into the office with the other worker and was like, I'm so pissed. Like, they're just having, like, the greatest time. Like, they don't understand. And the worker's like, well, whatever. Like, what are you going to do? And so I went into the room and I sat down on one of the beds and I cried. And uh, the girls were like, "What? what's wrong? And I'm like, you guys shouldn't have, like, had – you shouldn't even know – like what sex is like, you shouldn't even know like all the things that I'm pretty sure that you just did and let guys do to you. And I'm like, at my heart just breaks that you think that this is all there is, or like, this is what you're supposed to do. Or, and I'm like, I just, my heart hurts so much for you guys. Like you're so much better than this. Like I want you to know it. And I'm like, I'm sad. I'm not mad at you. I'm just really sad. And I just cried and they both like kind of just settled down and sat there and they're like, we're sorry. And I'm like, you don't need to apologize to me. I was like, but I want to say, I'm sorry that whatever your parents did to you made you think that this was okay because it's not. And I left later and they both were like, I'm really sad. (laughs) (laughs) And then one ended up getting pregnant and she came to me and was like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, well, you're 12. So... I mean, it's your, it's your option. And she ended up having it and the baby went to adoption, mm. but you know, 
their lives. One of them now is like married and has a kids, which makes me happy. Yeah. But the other one, I would hear through the grapevine, had another kid in foster care, had another uh, kid, you know? Yeah. But it just like that just made me sad. Like I couldn't protect them or I couldn't do enough for them. Yeah. I don't think people understand how bad that cycle is. Mm-hmm. Uh, our kid's mom was in foster care, was in a group home. And they said, well, you did enough to reunify the birth mom. And her mom was like, yeah, I don't want her back. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up running away. Having the first kid at 13 has had seven, eight now. Oh my gosh. And just, you know, and, and we're, we're seeing the repercussions every step of the way. Yeah. I saw the cycle being broken, broken with us adopting the girls because yeah. the foster system failed their birth mom. Mm-hmm. Like it's, she should have been taken sure. away and should have been in the system and should have been able to have the cycle breaking broken. It's hard. I can't blame the foster care system because I think the foster care system is so overworked right now. Yeah. And I need, I think my call to people is stand up, mm-hmm. you know, start doing this, start being an advocate, start getting involved. It doesn't look you know? the same. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to take kids on and permanently no. raise them for the 18 years and on. Like it could mean be an active person in somebody's yeah. life. You yeah. Know? It could be supporting. It could be yeah. playing out money to these organizations that are doing yeah. great things. It doesn't necessarily need to be. Or be a CASA. Yeah. Yeah. So many different avenues to be able to help. Yeah. I view the failures a lot on the community and the society. Mm-hmm. Like we've just stopped caring, which is what's hard. Right. Like I also blame the system. Issue. Yeah. I also blame the system. Well, <laughs> like yeah. LA needs yeah. to be burnt. Like Nikki said, needs to be burnt to the ground and start up. Like there's, sure. it's, there's so much that can change in it that can help. I but mean, I just, yeah, I just, it's, view not, it as, it's, it's not the only fault. No. Their community needs to fix up step up and fix and do stuff but Mm -hmm. the system definitely it's flawed so what's your your happiest now story the thing that makes you the happiest to think about like the 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 crouch family that's (laughs) right we're your favorites duh see (laughs) she's official this other one no (laughs) i know um i i think it's watching kids grow up on facebook because mm. I feel like I've followed so many different families that it's so fun to see the kids that I've placed. Um, and like, oh, like pictures, I don't know, when I hear about different people, it just, that makes me happy to see them smiling, to see them growing up and knowing that they are, that cycle's being broken for them mm-hmm. um, and that they're growing up healthy in a healthy environment. That's I, awesome. That's yeah. what makes me happy. What's like the funniest thing you've ever seen? Because there's some crazy parents, like bio parents out there, foster parents out there. There's some neurotic foster parents out there. There's, we all have a little bit of crazy, but some show out a little bit more than the rest. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you my social worker, the first day she visited us after the kids had been there, our house was a huge mess. Like my house was immaculate and it was just, I was not bathed. I was in pajamas. <laughs> the kids were running around. She opened the door and she started laughing. She's like, this is my favorite moment. Whenever I get families like you who are so put together because the kids <laughs> come and it's like a bomb has exploded in your house. <laughs> I know. Man, I'm trying. I think. I'll let you think some more because yeah. Chris and I, when we went to, foster, to family court, we would play foster care bingo. Oh, my God. <laughs> we would be like, check bio parents lawyer has no clue like we would find you could totally point out who the foster parents were who the case managers were who the casas were who the foster parents were like the lawyers that were assistants and asking like questions that they should have probably already known 
10 minutes before we're going into court. Like it was, we had some fun with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I think a funny one that I just always think of this family that I met with that had, um, I walked into their home and it smelled like a zoo, <laughs> legit, which I like thick. Oh, thick. yeah. <laughs> and we sit down at the kitchen table and the kitchen's to the right of me and there's a baby gate and there's like eight little puppies. Oh my God. That have peed and pooped all over oh. their kitchen. So it was like that stench. There was a bird in the cage to the left of me. And then like the window looking forward, there were all these animals outside. And in my mind, I'm like going through my spiel, but my inner dialogue was like, I'm soaking in this disgusting smell. <laughs> and it was like my first appointment of the day. And I'm like, this is so gross. Like, what do these people like? Clearly oh, no. they're comfortable with it. And they were ones that when I went through the his and her applications, there was some very distinct oh. like differences and it became like a mini counseling session that was not going well. Ugh. And so it was like the stress of that, these animals and the smell. And I guess I was clawing at my neck, not oh, even no. realizing it. And after a while, the lady was like, are you allergic to animals? And I was like, I'm not. She goes, you keep scratching your neck. And it's so <laughs> red. And I was like, Oh, it's, it, I'm fine. Can you crack a window? Oh, no. <laughs> they did not move forward, but I was like, this is repulsive. Yeah, I was I was definitely the suck up to the social workers. I'm like, I have some cookies and fruit and veggies for you. Would you like water? Would you like a La Croix? Would you like, what, would you, what can I do for you? That would happen the first time I met them. And then after that, I would wear my robe the whole entire time. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't, I would vacuum because Chris would make me. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was the one who was like, we got to vacuum before they come over. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. The good impression. I know I went yeah. to another one and, um, the husband like literally rolled out of bed 15, 20 minutes after <laughs> I'd been there. Oh my God. <laughs> so he came out like hot mess and like sits down like. Yeah, what do you want? And I'm like, uh, you guys call me here. Like, <laughs> and we start talking and I'm like going through his application and what his employment was. And he, it was like, they were both actors and producers and whatever. Oh, wow. LA. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you know who I am? And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't. Should I know who you are? <laughs> and he was like, um, if I went to a coffee bean right now, everybody would know. And I was oh, like, my God. well, that sounds fun. Do you want to? tell me who you like <laughs> what you've been in and he was like every major like old movie and i'm like i if my brother were here he'd probably know you <laughs> <laughs> i know none of these you deflated him oh he wow. was pissed wow, and like from that point on he was like not having it and finally i realized when i'm walking out he yeah. was like I had the biggest crush on one of his characters in a movie and I was so disappointed that he looked terrible and had oh, such no. an attitude that I was like, Oh, I'm so sad. Mm -hmm. I had a biggest crush on you. Did you oh. ever turn away any kind of like high profile thing? Like you just don't have the time for this. Like, I feel like sometimes they want to do this because it's like PR and you're like, kids aren't PR. You know, I remember meeting with one couple that they both had very busy, busy schedules with filming things. And I told them like, who, which one of you then is going to be responsible yeah. for these visits and you are going to have to come into these trainings. And it took, um, probably a good two years to get through the process, but they were like, we are committed. We are doing mm. this. And then they ended up later getting a child. So oh. I was like proud of them, but they just you know, did it on their own time. <laughs> right. Their own length. Yeah. Well, and that's where yeah. it, the continued conversation was, it's going to be a sacrifice. So yeah. if you can't put like your 
pauses on your career or like work your career around having your child, yeah. then this they, isn't for you. And they something's got to go. Yeah. Tune in every week to the Mother Effin Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>